If you stop and think about everything happening here in the good old U.S. of A., you might believe that there are only two sides to every story. Actually, there are many more sides. At last count, there were over 327 million sides to our American story. On this program, we'll take a look at different stories, from a different point of view. Mine. Hopefully, after listening, absorbing, and actually thinking about what you hear, it might just become your point of view as well. I'm Steve, and this is The Truth Hurts. I decided to have a little fun with today's program called But Mom, I want to go protest. Hey Todd, it's Seth. I want to go downtown and bust out some windows today. Want to come? Bring a lighter and I'll bring the gasoline. It'll be awesome. We'll go trash the shoe store on 4th and Main, steal some new kicks, and then light the place on fire. Then we can go to the liquor store and steal some booze and maybe hit the vape shop and stock up on some e-cigs and CBD oil. My buddies say they're going to burn down some restaurant and maybe hit up the police station. Effing cops. They need to end all those effing cops. I don't know, Seth. I asked my mom and she thinks it's a bad idea. We might go to jail or something. Come on, Todd. All the other guys are going to the riots, uh, uh, protests. You worried about jail? Hell, we got those cops on the run, dog. They won't dare try and arrest us. We got too many, and the mayor told them all to stand down so we can actually get away with murder. Yeah, let's murder a cop. Make sure you wear a mask. Hey, Seth, I talked it over with my mom, and she said there'll be a price to pay if we go protest. But I told her. I told her she doesn't know what it's like to be young in America these days. She's got all those nice things, and I ain't got squat. Besides... I was getting paid about 200 bucks a week to work at that crappy burger joint. Now I'm getting 600 bucks a week to stay home. I got nothing better to do tonight anyway. Okay, Todd. I hear they're dropping off pallets of bricks in the street corners downtown, so we don't even have to buy bricks. I'll see you downtown about 8 o'clock tonight. I'll be the one in the black t-shirt that says I can't breathe. Some guy in a black SUV drove up and gave us a bunch of those a little while ago. If you like our opinion, tell a friend. If you don't like our opinion, keep it to yourself. Remember when you were young and you were getting ready to do something, say, questionable or stupid, and your mom tried to stop you, and then you got upset, perhaps angry? Think back to all the things mom had to say to you. Remember this classic? If your friends jump off the cliff, are you going to do the same? Or how about two wrongs don't make a right? Or what about the age-old classic, why are you trying to keep up with the Joneses? Mom may have appeared to you back then to be someone who had no idea what it was like to be young. But remember, Mom was young in her day. Mom only got to be older and to be the purveyor of such sage wisdom after she herself was guided, counseled, and educated through years of living in this world. Mom knew what she was talking about because Mom had already walked in those shoes. 
She'd already been talked out of jumping off that cliff. Mom had experienced a lot more life than you had at that age. When all the other kids were misusing fireworks, taping a dozen sparklers tight together under electrical tape to make that louder, more powerful explosion, Mom told you not to participate because you might blow your hand off. When Mom told you not to play with pellet guns because you might get shot in the eye, she did not do this to rob you of fun. She told you this because at that age, without proper training and supervision, you should not be playing with guns. BB, pellet, or other. That day when Mom told you not to jump on Billy's dirt bike, she was not trying to take away your youth. She was concerned that you might get hurt or you might damage Billy's bike and she would have to pay for it. Or worse, you might run into someone's car and mom would have to pay for a lot of damage that you caused. When all the other kids were smoking cigarettes and mom told you not to, it was not because mom was a jerk or a killjoy. The fact is mom either A, herself once smoked and realized the multitudes of bad things that happened to smokers, or B, Her mom or someone else convinced her not to smoke for the same aforementioned bad reasons that happened to smokers. When all the other kids wanted to get drunk on alcohol, your mom told you not to. And it was, again, not to take away your fun, but she had either done it and learned her lesson, or she had at least been warned about it from her mom. When all the other kids wanted to go downtown and riot, burn cars, smash windows, loot, rob, assault, steal, and a host of other illegal activities, even though the other kids tried to convince you that it would be cool, your mom likely told you you should not join the crowd just to keep up with the Joneses. She didn't tell you to stay home because she didn't believe in the cause or she didn't understand the issue. She told you to stay home because she didn't want you to get hurt or killed or arrested. She told you to stay home because she wanted to protect you. Sometimes, mommies tell us things because they want to protect us. If your mom, or dad, or grandmother, or other adult mentor tells you that going to the riots is likely going to turn out badly, They're probably speaking from either the voice of experience or the voice of reason. It is all well and good to believe in something, a cause. And it's always good to at least be vocal about it, in a civilized fashion. But when vocal turns to violence, physical destruction, damage to property, assault, murder, I think your mom might be correct. Stay your ass at home. The protests surrounding the untimely death of George Floyd in Minneapolis last week were initially justified. I say initially because at first there was a true need for the public to call attention to A, the circumstances surrounding his death, B, the potential corruption of police officers involved with the improper restraint tactics used, which may have contributed to the death of Mr. Floyd, and C, the slow response of government to terminate the employment of the cops, charge them with crimes, and bring justice to the Floyd family. As it turns out, the cops were terminated almost immediately, 
and the cops were charged with a crime, and that took a little bit longer. But the logical end of the protests should have been the result. They asked for the cops to be terminated and charged, and when that happened, that should be the end of it. Now some say an eye for an eye is the solution, whereas the officer whose knee rested upon the neck of George Floyd should have been killed in the same way. Funny though, isn't it, how the very same voices who are crying out to kill this cop, who cry out that the death penalty is wrong when it happens to one of their own. No, my friends, not even the death of former officer Chauvin and his cohorts would be enough for this now bloodthirsty mob. They've all forgotten what mom had to say. They've all thrown logic out the window because, much like a wolf who gets his first taste of blood, they now crave blood. The very spirit of the protests, which got exactly the result that the protesters were seeking, the termination and charging of the cops involved, is no longer good enough. Now, Every person who ever thought they were ever mistreated, ever looked at in a cross-eyed way, ever been talked to sternly by an authority figure like a police officer or their mommy, is looking upon those authority figures as the enemy. For now everyone appears to be a victim, a victim of something. Now the actual authority figures, you know, the police who are being cast in the role of enemy, are targets of aggression where they should not be because all cops are not Derek Chauvin. It now seems that everyone who ever got a speeding ticket for actually speeding feels justified in killing of multiple cops. Everyone who ever got caught stealing, shoplifting, busted painting graffiti on private property. Those people now think that ending cops is okay not remembering that those cops were doing the job that they were hired to do, for the most part. Imagine people gunning for your life because you went to work at your job today, just because you showed up to work. Yes, there are bad police officers out there, but it's a very small minority. Killing them all will not heal the nation. <laughs> Here's a funny thought. How hilarious would it be if tonight someone looting or burning or trashing one of their own neighborhoods had their own home burglarized, their own car windows smashed, or they got mugged and robbed on the way home from the protests, only to call the cops and then be told, not our problem, we ended tonight. How totally comedic would it be to have a protester call the cops because they got injured by another protester, assaulted, and have the cops show up with one of those end cops now signs on their cruiser telling the protester tough titty how fabulously funny would it be tonight to have a protester go home to the safety and security of their mommy's house and find that it had been broken into windows smashed car burned mommy's throat slashed and all of mommy's hard-earned stuff stolen uh, uh, looted by other protesters who feel justified in those actions What's good for the goose is good for the gander, right? You reap what you sow? Hmm. This is the Truth Hurts Program.
telling it like it is. A large reason that some low-income, low-intelligence protesters are angry and seeking what they call social justice or revenge is based in the mentality of keeping up with the Joneses. You know, that personal envy of the other guy and the stuff the other guy has when compared to what you have. You know, that jealousy of the success of one person that creates anger and hatred of one person because you don't have what they have, that burning, that churning, that yearning to have what someone else has without the consideration of what that person had to do in order to get the things that they have, and that complete absence of realization that you have to pay your dues, you have to work hard to get what you get, and the lack of understanding that nothing is owed to you. The Joneses may have a nicer house, but the Joneses most likely studied hard in school, got an education, started at the bottom of some company, learned and worked their way up the ladder. Or it could be that the Joneses have all that nice stuff because they're in debt up to their nostrils, trying to keep up with the Smiths. Your desire for the stuff that the Joneses owns does not give you any right to take, any right to destroy, any right to restrict or limit what the Joneses happen to have. Your anger, your envy, your jealousy is likely based on several factors. Number one, you're young, ignorant, and stupid. Sorry if that hurts, but it's most likely the number one factor why you are angry, jealous, and envious of what the Joneses happen to have. Two, you are likely never given proper home training. You either were not taught by your mommy that it is wrong to steal, to destroy, or to take what you've not earned, or mommy was wise and you chose to ignore mommy's teachings. Number three, you are impatient. You are unwilling to pay your dues because you see something that someone has, you feel entitled to that or the same level of things. Newsflash, asshat, you are entitled to nothing. This nation was founded on the principle that you are guaranteed the right of the pursuit of happiness. Nowhere in any document does it guarantee you happiness. Nowhere does it guarantee you the right to the property of the Joneses. Pursuit means you work hard and chase the dream and hopefully achieve that dream after hard work, persistence, and perseverance. Sure, hell, we'd all like to have a seven-bedroom, seven-bathroom mansion on the hill with Ferraris and Bentleys in the driveway and a powerboat and a helicopter. But reality dictates that Wanting those things does not give you the right to, to steal those things. You can't go and steal the Joneses' house or cars. You're not entitled to them. Just because the Joneses have it and you don't 
does not give you the right to either take those things or destroy those things so that the Joneses can no longer have it. The mentality of teaching to the level of the lowest student seems to have wormed its way into the philosophies of life of many of today's young. If the Joneses have nice things and I don't have nice things, I guess I have the right to go and destroy the things the Joneses have so we can be equal at the bottom. Instead of striving and thriving, we are destroying and dragging ourselves downward as a people. If you look hard at most of the Joneses, you will not see a group of trust fund billionaires. You'll likely see people who mortgaged everything they owned and lived a very sparse and skimpy lifestyle in order to start whatever business they started. A business that they likely grew over time with long 18-hour days and many sleepless nights. The Joneses likely hired your mommy. And if your mommy worked hard, she got pay raises along the way. If you like our opinion, tell a friend. If you don't like our opinion, keep it to yourself. Perhaps many of these whiny-ass protesters fail to understand the word sacrifice. Sacrifice means to give up something. Perhaps it would be actually good for them to experience some actual loss in their lives. Many of them, likely, were sitting playing video games just a couple of weeks ago, enjoying the benefits of the increased unemployment as a result of the COVID-19 debacle. Now, that loss that they need to experience may come as one group of protesters finally realize that the others don't look like them and the others have more than they do. And then the protesters will begin to turn on one another. This will end one way or another. Either it will, as many other hyped events and tragedies do, slowly fade away and die off, like Ferguson, or even 9-11, or it will escalate to the point of Tiananmen Square where many protesters being taught that mommy was right all along were killed or maimed by the real authorities. Even under the eye-for-an-eye scenario, the outcome expected by the initial protesters had already been realized. It has happened as it was demanded. Cops were fired. Cops were charged. Cops will have their day in court. And if they're found guilty, they will be sentenced for the crime of killing George Floyd. The death of George Floyd was indeed tragic, uncalled for, but the riots, the violent protests happening now make for a much larger tragedy to come. This nation cannot be held hostage by a virus or a protest 
or even a silent coup against the sitting president. The nation cannot survive, and I don't think one single one of these so-called protesters would last one month in a real economic depression like the one your mommy or grandma survived many years ago. Remember, most accomplished adults have the necessary means to survive. They have the experience, they have the financial ability to weather a storm, they have the means to stock up for a long existence under adverse conditions. But most young people do not know how to survive, do not have any of the things that their mommies and daddies have worked so hard for. Uh, they can try and come take my stuff. They can try. But this Mr. Jones is fully prepared to defend that which this Mr. Jones has worked so hard to acquire. And I can promise you, this Mr. Jones will not be a victim of mob mentality. And that, my friends, is why the truth hurts. Here I go again, stirring the pot. There's always a benefit to stirring the pot, a benefit to all sides. One benefit is that you might just learn something. Another benefit is that I too might learn something. Agitators, those who carry big spoons for stirring the pot, actually make their living and get their continuous rotating 15 minutes of fame by stirring the pot. On this program, I give you my opinion. It's my constitutional right to offer my opinion, and therefore I retract nothing. When it comes to my opinion, you have several options. One, agree. It's much simpler that way. Two, disagree and keep it to yourself. Three, disagree and start your own program. Or four, turn it off and remain in the dark as to how someone with a differing point of view might just think. When all is said and done, usually much more is said than is ever done. Life is not fair, and you are owed nothing. This is the truth, and sometimes the truth hurts.